0: Hey there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future, and in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. We have two episodes left coming at you in June. Holy cow, June was what, eight? podcast episodes.
1: Yes, it's been a whirlwind.
0: Yes, I love it. This is a time to like learn, to expand, whatever, because there's actually time in the summer. Um, We hope that these episodes have really served you. And we also just recently closed the doors to our EB Teachers Club. We're welcoming in all kinds of new teachers from all over the country, across the world, um, and super excited to get to serve them in their classrooms as well. And then we're headed into batch planning. Holy cow, it is a summer. Wow.
1: really is it's so exciting i love this time of year
0: i know it really is fun the momentum the energy like just to be around it it's i just i love it thrive in that um okay so today we're going to talk about two simple steps to transform your planning process so we all know we've talked about this before that sinking feeling in your stomach as sunday afternoon approaches perhaps that's something that you experience The one that reminds you of like, oh my gosh, all of the things I have to do when I go to school tomorrow, right? Or I got to get to school at six o'clock in order to get prepped for the year or whatever it is. And it's like Sunday fun day is no longer that, right? It's the Sunday scaries for a lot of us as teachers. It doesn't have to be that way, right? Today, we're going to introduce you to a game-changing practice called Batch Planning. If you haven't heard of it, um, welcome to our world. This is what we love to talk about. As we just said, we're headed into Batch Planning Live this week, where we do two virtual days of live lesson planning with teachers from around the world. It's something that we are super, super passionate about, and it's something that's going to change your teaching life, like honestly, for the better, for forever. So let's talk about why we should Batch Plan, so I want you to imagine this. You've become an expert batch planner, right? When, and we'll talk about what that means. And you actually leave school when the bell rings. You don't even bring a teacher bag home with you because you already have all of your lessons done for the next month or the two, next two months or even the whole semester, whatever it might be, right? So that's who you are. You like leave your bag at school and you, you don't take it home. Like you, you come to school with a purse and you leave school with a purse. Like what? Could you imagine Yes, because we did. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And this is possible for you, right? It was possible for us. It's possible for thousands of EB teachers who are now batch planners. And it happens when you master the four steps of batch planning. And the best part is your scope and sequence will actually be organized and building on different concepts. And your students are mastering the standards. And you're actually fitting in everything you need to cover, even if you only have 43 minute class periods. And then not to mention, you have your nights back. You have your weekends back. You can go to the yoga class you want to. You can watch a movie. You can hang out with your family. You can start planning that trip you've been thinking about for months, right? Now you can do all those things because you're a batch planner. So before we dive into like, the steps, those two simple steps to transform your planning process, I just want you to know that we don't want to give you all four steps right now because we don't want to overwhelm you, right? We want to make this manageable for you. So we're going to give you two of our favorite steps. And these are two steps that you can take and then you can use them immediately. So you can begin batch planning for this next school year and then enjoy the rest of your summer, right? Not even think about school until you walk in the door for those teacher meetings in August.
0: Yes. And before we dive into these two things, I just want to share. I also recorded a YouTube video about this where I actually show you like on a calendar on my whiteboard. So you can get a visual of it too. So listen to it here, go over to our YouTube channel, watch it over there. I think it'll really like start to solidify the concepts Um, and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel too, um, because we have a new episode that goes out every single week. Okay. So the very first thing is to nail down your big units and content standards. So first things first is you want to take a moment to write down all of the big units that you plan on covering in that first month or two of the school year, like however long you're going to decide to lesson plan for. Is it a novel unit? Is it a few short stories? Is it a poetry unit? Is it a mixture of literature and informational texts? Whatever it's going to be, like write down those big, big units. So for instance, in eighth grade, September was often when we read The House on Mango Street, right? I always started my eighth graders with that. So I would jot this down as my main focus for that first month or so as I start my batch planning session. And my goal would be to map out this unit. Right. Then once you know the focus of the first unit that you choose, then you can determine the standards that you want to cover within that unit. So if I'm looking at my September calendar, I'm literally drawing like arrows through like one the, you know, the first through like whatever, the 27th of the month, however long it's going to take me to get through that. So I'm like marking it down on my calendar so that I know this is this one big unit that I'm going to be teaching during this time period. Okay. And that's great. Then I want to determine what standards I want to cover because again, we're going to use our standards as our guide, which we talked about recently on a recent podcast episode. And if you're an EB teachers club member, what's great is that you can use your standards checklist, right? You can go to your EB teachers club dashboard. You can download your common core state standards checklist and mark things off. Okay. I'm doing this standard here. This so like we're keeping track of what we're doing, right? If you're not an EB teachers club member, you can totally go to the Common Core State Standard website, and you know, create your own little checklist from there. Or perhaps you're a TEEKS teacher, whatever state standards your state uses, right? You are looking at your grade level ELA standards. You print them out for your grade level, you determine exactly which ones you're going to cover in this very first unit. Because knowing which standards you're going to focus on in the month or two that you're planning for, that's going to make your planning time so much more focused. We don't get distracted, oh, maybe I should do this, or maybe I saw this thing on TikTok this one time or whatever, right? No, we're staying hyper-focused on these standards because they are our North Star. They should be your sole focus on everything that you're going to teach. So even if you saw something on TPT or on TikTok or on whatever is the new social media thing nowadays, right? You want to be thinking about, does that align with my standards that I want to cover? And if it doesn't, you don't do it, right? As sexy as it might be that you want to like try this thing. If it's not standards aligned, like we're not bringing that into our classrooms, right? We get to be very intentional. I know that was one of the words that at our last batch planning live event that we did with our teachers, it was like what landed the most. And a lot of teachers said just this thought of being intentional, being intentional with what we're doing. And we use the standards in order to do that. Um, okay. So, this is one of the reasons why a lot we find that a lot of teachers find it difficult to cover everything in their class periods is because they're trying to cover so many concepts that actually aren't a part of their grade level standards, right? We got to trim that excess off in order to focus on what's necessary for your grade level and for this particular unit. And so, if you're having trouble figuring out which standards to focus on, you might consider covering any that have to do with our favorites which is finding evidence, justifying the evidence, right? Things like that, because those are present everywhere. Those are present in reading for informational text standards. Those are present in reading for literature standards. Those are present in writing standards, right? So those are some of those big ones that are really helpful to focus on, especially if you're first sitting down to batch plan. So these concepts, um, like I said, are covered in those standards for grades five through eight, right, it's across the board. So choosing these concepts that's a great way to start set the foundation for being able to cover other standards throughout the year. So tip number one, and I know that was fast. That was like fast and furious. It felt like, but again, I think the YouTube video is going to help support exactly what we're saying. And they're both going to benefit each other because we're going to talk about a little things differently here than I talked about in that YouTube video. But tip number one is to plan out your big units and keep them aligned to the standards.
1: And then tip number two is to structure those big units using the into, through, and beyond framework. So each of your units is going to start off with an into lesson. And then with that, your number one goal is to like hook your students, grab their attention, get them excited. So a quality into lesson is going to set your students up for success with the upcoming unit. So it's typically like one class period, maybe two, and you might provide background information. You might introduce key vocabulary, or you're just going to set the scene for your unit of study. And again, the key is to make it fun, make it engaging. So they're like, okay, this is really interesting to me. I, I want to come to class. I want to learn more, right? You want to get their buy-in. And then the heart of your unit are your through yet. Through lessons, gosh, I'm like having trouble speaking today. I'm like getting over a cold, and I feel like it's like oh, all fuzzy yeah. in my brain.
0: Yeah, I actually can't. I can't tell. That was the oh well. First okay, time. well good, yeah, you're, you're good. Now it. I drew
1: attention to it. But. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in your through lessons. This is like the meat of your unit. And here, your number one goal is to provide your students with opportunity after opportunity to practice those standards that you're covering. So if you're doing a literature unit, some of those through lessons might be like reading a chapter or two having a discussion, having a Socratic seminar, filling out an evidence tractor, doing a characterization activity, whatever it is that's aligned to the standards for that particular unit. And then your unit will wrap up with a beyond lesson. And your main goal here is to provide students with an opportunity to apply what they've learned during the unit. So a quality beyond lesson is going to allow your students to demonstrate what they've learned, demonstrate how well they've mastered those standards, and honestly, like it's really one to two class periods. Again, maybe it's a final project. Maybe it's an essay they're writing. Maybe it's some kind of presentation, whatever it is, they're showcasing their knowledge. So then, excuse me, for every unit that you plan during the year, you're going to follow that framework into through and beyond. So Caitlin, do you want to take it from there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one of the things that we want to talk about here is like having a planning framework. You didn't cover this, right? It makes planning so much more efficient because you're plugging stuff in. Okay. So having a planning framework is great because it makes it so much more efficient for you. um, Because what you're doing is you get to think about, do I need an into lesson? Do I need a through lesson or do I need a beyond lesson? And again, I talk about this more in depth too in our YouTube video. And I kind of show you like what that looks like on a calendar as you're planning. Um, And then you get to plug it in. Right. Once you get really, really good at batch planning, you'll be able to not just plan for a month or two at a time, but you can plan for the entire year in one weekend, which is what Jessica and I did. Right. Like it just it it, it it's a skill, right? It's a skill that just gets honed in over time. You just get better and better and better at it. And no matter how far in advance you batch plan. Each week, what happens is you just get to make minor tweaks to your lessons, right? You can walk out the door each day when the bell rings, you know, your lessons are done, your copies are made. Like we talked to our teachers about a little bit of a framework of how they could do that, you know. Like Thursday, Jessica, during her prep period would plan for the next week. I stayed 30 minutes extra on Fridays and did it, right? Whatever works for you. But what you're doing is like, I remember I would go in on Mondays sometimes and I'd be like, oh my gosh, wait, what am I What am I doing? Because everything was all set up for me. Copies made on my desk, lesson plan printed out. I didn't even think about school until the bell rang on Monday morning, right? Like it was, it's just a wild experience to go from planning all the time to like being given this gift, really. Like it's a gift of like, Just your life back, you know? Um, And by batch planning, like you are singularly focused on planning quality lessons. And that's what I love about it. Whereas opposed to when you're planning day to day and like you're looking online, what can I do tomorrow to teach Jaren's? That's not intentional planning. That's actually a massive disservice to not just you, but your students. So why not set aside just this little bit of time? Like I, there's, to me, there's no argument against batch planning. Like totally. there's just no argument against it. People will say the biggest argument against it is, well, how do you plan for the, t- the students that you're going to have, which is hundred percent fair, but because I have the foundations of what I want to do, it's actually a lot easier for me once I meet my students and get to understand their needs and the dynamic of this class and the culture of this class, whatever, to make those adjustments on top of the foundation of what I've already created. It doesn't work to wait to meet them and then start planning. I'm not going to do nearly as good of a job and as intentional of a job as I could have done if I at least had the foundations first that I could then make adaptations to. So I love that. Was there anything else that you wanted me to say?
1: Well, I think you kind of started touching on this, but when you're intentional with batch planning, it becomes so much more effective because I don't know about you, when I was planning you know, week to week, way back when, it was so distracting, right? I would have a teacher walk into the classroom and talk to me, or I'd be like, oh wait, shoot, I need to respond to that parent email. So I'd stop planning, I'd go do that. Then I'd come back to it and it was like, where am I? So my plans, now that I look back on it, we're not as strong as they could have been because mm-hmm. I wasn't 100% invested. But with batch planning, it's like, that is your sole focus. Yep. And so it really just does like up-level what you're creating.
0: Yep, 100%. 100%, I could not agree more. So if you're excited, you want to learn a little bit more about batch planning, you want to start this next school year off like on the right foot, ready to go. But more importantly, like you want people to hold you accountable. You want people to show you what to do. I think of it like, like going to the gym. Sorry, everything's going to be about working. Out. All good. But you know what? I'm done apologizing. It just is. This Just, just say is. it. Yeah. Just say it. Um, You think about it, You join the gym and you could go and you could do the exercises yourself 100%. You could watch some you know, stuff online, whatever, try to bring that into the gym, but you don't have a plan and you're not being taught by somebody who knows what they're doing right? It's a very different experience when you have a trainer and the trainer shows you, this is your nutrition plan. This is your workout plan. These are your splits. This is exactly what you're doing. This is, you're actually going to find it's more, it's actually easier, right? Before I had a trainer and I was actually doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was doing, you know, running and I was doing cycling and all this stuff that actually wasn't helpful for my body type. What I needed to be doing was lifting strong, heavy weights not doing a ton of cardio. Right. But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have the guidance from somebody to show me what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And so that's what I love about our batch planning live event is we are working together, showing you what we know in real time so that you're practicing it. You're making adjustments. You can come ask us questions, right? All that stuff. So what we'll do over the course of our summer batch planning live two day event is you'll learn to batch plan like a pro, like us. You're going to learn from us scores of our EB teachers who've done it, gosh, five, six times at this point. So you can finally be done with that day-to-day scramble. And you know, you'll be joining, what? How many teachers did we have in last summer? 700 teachers who mm-hmm. purchased a ticket to batch planning live last summer. Literally hundreds of teachers around the world who are going to motivate you to be your best self, right? We talked about this in the last episode, surrounding yourself with expanders, right? People who are going to bring you to that next level of self that you have for you. So if you want to join us for our summer batch planning live event, you can go to ebteacher.com forward slash summer, 2023 B P L. And we would love to have you there. And if you want to go watch our YouTube video about this too, we'll link that for you in the show notes where you're watching this. So you can go ahead and check that out. I think it'll solidify a lot of what we talked about, but really to like go to the next level, definitely consider coming and
1: joining us for batch planning Live. which by the time this episode airs, it's like here. So if you want to join us, like, like now make a move. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yesterday, yesterday. (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you on Thursday for one last bonus episode in the month of June. We are coming into the end of this month and then July is all focused on writing, which is super exciting. Yay. All right, you guys, we will see you soon. Bye everyone. Bye.